Casey's confidential. Casey's confidential. Kansas City's best. Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Emily Walters. Emily is the owner of Hazel and Ollie, a handmade jewelry company for kids and grownups. Having a degree in fine arts with an emphasis in metalsmithing and printmaking, she started her own jewelry business in 2005. Hazel and Ollie officially began in 2014 after Emily had her first daughter. Now a mom of three, she loves the flexibility and creativity of running her own business. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for I'm being excited. here. Yeah, me too. I um, have been a longtime follower and fan of your earrings. I own quite a few pairs, so so I'm excited for you to be here. Thank you. Um, so why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and a little more. I'd love to hear more about this metal smithing and um, oh yes, <laughs> and that background. <laughs> Okay. Um, so I'm from Kansas city. I was born here and I've lived here almost all my life. Um, I went to college in Springfield at, um, SMSU. It was when I started there, but they changed it to Missouri state university and they have a really great art program there. Um, that's what I've always been interested in. That's kind of where my talents have always like been, um, growing up. I'm not athletic or anything like that. So um, I wanted to go to like an art school. So I went to, um, SMS and I had to choose a emphasis. I was getting a degree in fine arts and you have to kind of choose what area you're going to really focus on. And I fell in love with printmaking, um, which is like a lot of people don't really know what printmaking is, but it's a kind of a lost art form in some ways. Um, and it's very closely connected to metalsmithing because you use like metal plates and you etch, you know, drawings and stuff into them and then you print them. Um, so I took metalsmithing as an elective and I also fell in love with that. And so I decided to get a double emphasis and um, metalsmithing is just what it sounds like. You're just making things out of metal. So you start with like sheet metal and like wire usually silver, copper, um, gold, but that's really expensive. So a lot of times students don't use that and you can make whatever you want out of it, but I really love making jewelry. So I got my degree in that. And then when I graduated, I started my own business doing that kind of on the side of my day job, which was actually working for a local artist, making her jewelry. So so jewelry making has always sort of been that end goal or something that you've always been working towards. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I really love it. It's something that I do that brings me a lot of joy and um, I can also make money from it. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I think a lot of people start a jewelry business as like a side hustle because they're passionate about it and they enjoy doing it. But it's like what I actually like went to school for was metalsmithing. Um, what I make now, it doesn't really tie in super closely to that, but um, there's parts of it that are definitely still there. So that's awesome. And so in your own words, how would you describe 
uh, the products that you offer on Hazel and Ollie? So I kind of started Hazel and Ollie, like I used to have the jewelry business and then I had a lot of jobs in between that. I was an art teacher for elementary school kids. I had a business doing floral design for nine years, um, for weddings and events. And then when I had my daughter, Eleanor, I, you know, I was always looking around for cute stuff for her, cute accessories and things like that. And I just really wasn't happy with what I was finding. There was a lot of stuff on the market that was like overly girly and feminine, a lot of like sparkles and foofy tool and things. And that's all good and well. And people love to put their little girls in that stuff, but it just wasn't really my style. So I wanted something a little more modern. And so I decided to kind of start dabbling and making jewelry for her. And so Hazel and Ollie actually started with like kids accessories. And then I started dipping my toe back into, well, like my background is in like, you know, metal smithing and making accessories and jewelry for adults. So like I started kind of going back into that and and making that again too. So that's what I do now and I love it and it's great. Um, And I would say my style is just more modern, colorful, lots of pattern. I just like to keep it really fresh and fun. Yeah. And I would um, love to know a little more too, how kind of your process of a lot of your products, you know, you have on your website, but you also do a lot of product launches and sort of limited releases. And I'd love to Mm -hmm. hear a little more about that process and how you decide what comes out in a more limited quantity uh, versus putting on your website. Yeah. So I, um, I do do some wholesale where I work with retailers. And so those kinds of pieces I usually have, I've started doing production is what it's called, where you're making large inventories of things, you know, and then like selling those to like retailers and things like that. So I kind of have those collections on my site, mostly the kids items that are just big groupings. Um, but then I really wanted to do something that kind of stretched me creatively. And that's where I kind of do the small batch jewelry design. And that's usually the adult accessories mostly. And the process of that is basically like I design all of the pieces, um, usually like by drawing them, you know, out on my iPad and then I tweak them an illustrator. And then I take those files and I cut them on my laser cutter. I have a laser cutter, which is kind of cool. And then I put them all together. Sometimes they're hand painted and, you know, beaded and things like that. So that's kind of how that works. And then I, you know, set a launch date and I kind of put them out there in limited quantities. Um, and sometimes people just buy them all up, which is amazing. Um, I've dabbled in doing made to order stuff, but it's difficult with my life schedule (laughs) to work that way just because with kids and stuff, like my time is super limited. So I don't love doing made to order because I just feel like I want to make sure people get their stuff in a timely manner. And (laughs) so I, I've found that the kind of launch model has worked out the best for me. You are (laughs) running your business out of your home, correct? That is correct. Yes. So what is that like juggling being a mom of three and, you know, being a business owner and having that all in one space together? Um, it's messy and crazy, but, um, it's good. I mean, it really works for me right now because I can be here with them 
and I can work on stuff at the same time, or I can just work like when my daughter is taking a nap, I can work and the other two are at school. So if that kind of model right now really works for us as a family, um, if I had like a studio somewhere else or something, it would be a lot more difficult, I think, for me to, to work in that scenario. Cause I'd have to find time to get there. That's like the ultimate dream probably, but for now this works, but you know, like things are kind of messy. I've got jewelry on the kitchen counter. I've got jewelry stuff in the dining room. I like to, you know, hang out with my husband in the living room and watch TV and like do jewelry design there. So, um, you know, it's just kind of like all over our house, but that's okay. <laughs> Everybody gets it. <laughs> and my, my sister or not my sister, my, um, daughter, Eleanor, she helps me actually with some of the stuff. So she will like help me bead bracelets and ship you know, package up stuff. And, you know, so that's really great to include, start including them in the process. Yeah. That's fun. That's a fun family affair. Right. <laughs> and so with your, obviously you have sort of a natural creativity and creative mind, where do you get a lot of your inspiration for, for your jewelry and, you know, the kids stuff versus stuff that's geared towards grownups? Yeah. So I do tend to do a lot of seasonal lunches. And so that's where the kind of inspiration point starts for both kids and adults. Um, just looking at the season, you know, what kinds of things naturally come to mind when you think of spring is what I'm working on right now. And so, um, you know, I, in the past, like I always, I do reference, um, magazines, like I'll go and look at Vogue or not that I'm making jewelry. That's like that high, you know, <laughs> high class, but, um, I like to look at the color stories that are in there. I like to kind of research. Um, I do research on color trends and things that are happening in fashion to kind of plan for that. And so those are kind of inspiration points. And then I don't know, I kind of pick something that I'm excited about and it just kind of snowballs from there. So for spring, I'm doing florals. I know it's groundbreaking, um, double wears Prada reference there, but I, you know, I had a floral design business for nine years. And so flowers are really dear to me. And like, I have a lot of memories tied up with those from my childhood and my grandma, and she was a gardener and I love to garden. So I'm designing a whole collection of like florals and different kinds of things like that for spring. And then I do like a lot of holiday launches and I also have a lot of teachers that buy from me. And so I do, you know, back to school themed, all kinds of accessories. So there's just tons of inspiration. Like I've always got it coming and then it kind of just starts to snowball in my head. Like I start with one idea. And then I'm like, Oh, I could try this and I could do this. And it just kind of like goes from there. When you're coming up with these ideas and you're kind of sketching out some things, are there ever ideas that you get in the process of, you know, making the actual earring or jewelry of, and once you've started, you realize it's maybe not going the direction you thought it would. And you kind of have to redo <laughs> the sketch and maybe start, start over from scratch. Yeah, definitely. So jewelry is something that's interesting because it's, you know, it's kind of like, uh, or it isn't kind of, it is an actual like three-dimensional object. And so when you have an idea and you're thinking about it in two dimension, when you're designing it until you put it into three dimensions, it can like 
it cannot translate that great. Like I might have an earring design and I make it and then it hangs weird or like, you know, something like that. And so then I definitely have to go back to the drawing board sometimes and like move things around or change the mechanics of something. Um, the other thing that happens sometimes is that I have this great idea and then I try it out and I'm like, this is way too labor intensive. <laughs> I'm going to have to sell this for like millions of dollars. Not really, but like, you know, so, you know, there, there have been ideas that I have definitely had to scrap because they were just, I, they seemed really easy on paper or not on paper, but you know, in my head and when I put them down, but when I actually start putting them together and making them, whew, it's too much work. <laughs> I say, I know uh, one of the most recent pairs of earrings I bought from you were the champagne glasses oh. mm-hmm. um, or champagne bottles, excuse me. And I know you were pretty open on your Instagram about how labor intensive those were and how much time uh, they took to make. So I'm sure that that happens probably more times than, than not. No, I mean, it doesn't, I've, I've done it for such a long time that I feel like I have a decent grip on like things, but I think for me, it's like, if I have a design that I really want to do, and I know it's going to be more labor intensive, but I still really love it. Sometimes I will still go ahead and make it and see what people think. And I find that, you know, people that really love the design and they, they understand the amount of work that has gone into it and that it's handmade, they are willing to pay a little bit higher price point for something that's special. So I kind of like try to mix it up where I have things that are easier and maybe cost a little bit less to make. And so I can sell them for less. And then I have the more art pieces, I guess. And I feel like there has been that really great push, especially recently of people supporting local and, you know, appreciating how much hard work goes, goes into small businesses. Do you feel like there's that community behind you of supporting local and a big appreciation for small business owners in Kansas city? I mean, Kansas city is great. I think that we have a really great community of artists and designers and makers here. And, um, you know, there is some competitiveness at times, but I don't really see it. It's not like a huge problem that I see. So I feel like amongst the actual maker community is really supportive. And yes, I feel like people embrace artists and designers and makers in Kansas city, um, and buy their products and share them. And it's really great. Of course, you're always going to have people who like still make comments and say things to you, like this is too expensive, or I would never buy that. Um, you know, and that can be a little bit discouraging, but you just kind of have to decide if you're an artist or a maker, like you just have to decide how much that matters to you. Like, do you want to make things that you're proud of and that you really love making? Or do you want to just like turn out stuff to make money? Um, And it just, you know, it can be both. Like it can be like, like I said, like I can make some really quick designs and I still love them, but they're a lot easier to make. And then, you know, make the more labor intensive pieces. But I do find people are really supportive here in Kansas City. What are some of your favorite designs that you have done over the years? Oh, goodness. Um, So I think that they always um, do end up being the ones that do take more time to make. Like the champagne bottles were one of my favorites. Um, The skeleton earrings that I made this year at Halloween were so cute, but they had like a million tiny little bones that I had to like piece together, but they were like, had so much fun movement. And then back in the summer, I made these like layered macaw and like toucan earrings that had like so many fun colors on them. And like, 
a lot of details. So I think it's those pieces that bring me the most joy to like create. And so for the spring collection, um, for the adult pieces, I'm definitely focusing more on that. And so I'm going to have a lot of the floral pieces that have like lots of layers and, and parts and they're going to be really cool. And, you know, when COVID hit, I noticed that you start offering masks and really fun uh, prints and design for masks. So with COVID, how did you decide to, you know, make that switch of adding that to your inventory? Was it an easy decision? Was it something you really thought about if that was going to work for you? How, what was the decision process in that? Well, I kind of had, I didn't stop making jewelry, but I was kind of, I took a little pause from that because I actually had my daughter, my third child, um, my daughter, Birdie, um, was born April 1st of 2020. So like we were in the hospital, like when the pandemic, like first started. And, um, so that was kind of wild, but I was kind of, you know, taking it a little time, not off of doing jewelry design, but, you know, kind of resting. And I don't know, like I just had tons of fabric and I thought I'm going to start making masks because it's fairly simple. I figured out like my pattern and my design and how I wanted to create them. And I started selling them for really inexpensive. Actually, in the beginning, I was selling them for like five to $8. I just wanted to do something that I felt like was contributing in some way um, to like helping people because it was just such a weird time. And it felt kind of weird to be like making jewelry, (laughs) you know, I mean, people still want that. They want the joy of like wearing fun earrings in their life, but it's like when you're in lockdown and, and things are just so strange. It was like making masks was kind of like therapy for me. It was like a way to like, (laughs) you know, feel like I was putting something out there in the world that was like helping people in their day-to-day lives in a really tiny way, but it was still something. So it was an easy decision and I love sewing and I love fabric. I have so much fabric. It's like insane. <laughs> and I love that. I love all the patterns you offer, but um, that's great. That was um, that shift was you were able to make that shift quickly. And, you know, like you said, obviously as everyone's experienced, it's been a weird um, last couple of years. So did you see any other effects of COVID on your business? And, you know, now that we're sort of still in COVID kind of out of COVID, you know, we're in this weird transitional (laughs) period. Have, have you seen any other trends that have surprised you with, with your business? No, not really. I mean, like I said, I kind of took time off in the beginning, um, right when the pandemic hit and then like, I just had a baby. So I was planning to take time off anyway. So when things were really locked down, like I, um, wasn't making a ton of stuff to sell anyway. And so I just wasn't super focused on it. Um, and then as far as the last couple of years have gone, I mean, I feel like people have still been buying stuff. Um, they still want to gift things, you know, cute things to people. They still want to look cute, you know, even if they're not really going out. But I think that jewelry is a, you know, it's a form of self-expression. It's fashion. It's whatever. So I think that people, even if they're not getting dressed up and going places, they're still doing Zooms. Like I had so many people tell me that they like, I love wearing your earrings when I'm on my Zoom meetings and stuff, you know, so I didn't really see a huge shift in, um, you know, my sales and things like that. It was just me being able to find the time to make it with the kids being home from school and doing virtual and all that. So 
Um, but we're back into our groove and, you know, things are kind of starting to feel a little more normal. I already had COVID a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> so I'm living my best life right now and <laughs> all of that. But um, yeah, we'll see what the future brings. And, you know, as my kids get older, I have more and more time to work. So the sky's the limit, I guess. Yeah. So where do you see the future of Hazel and Ollie going? You know, where, what does that sort of look like to you? I feel like I'm kind of starting to focus a lot more on, um, wholesale. So trying to get more retail businesses that are selling Hazel and Ollie, like in their stores, um, is kind of like a big goal of mine for this year. I'm trying not to set like really solid goals every year after 2020. Like I was always very focused on getting my like power sheets and like making sure I had all these goals laid out. Um, but I feel like it's good to be flexible and keep things more fluid. But one of my kind of small goals that I set for myself was to just get more wholesale um, business this year. I feel like there's really a niche that like my products, especially the kids stuff can fill because I offer like birthday necklaces and things like that, um, that I think are really fun to, you know, make kids birthday celebrations special. And then, you know, just continuing to stretch myself creatively and make new designs and, um, kind of grow the business in general, as I have more time to work and more time to promote and all that stuff. Um, that's one thing. It's just kind of hard when it's, it's really just me. And so finding time to like market and say, sell and make, and, you know, all of that stuff, it is kind of like crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And what, um, what retailers are you currently selling your products in? So I sell at pink antlers out at park place. They have all of my birthday stuff. Cause they're like a a party, like, you know, celebration store. And so they have all of my birthday stuff there. I have some stuff at kiddo halls. So the kids section of halls and, um, love of character in Wichita is also another party store and they carry my birthday stuff there. Little house is one of my older, um, retailers. They've been with me for a long time. So that's like a kid's store and they carry like a bunch of different stuff. So just a couple of different places. Scooby carries my adult pieces, especially like the chief stuff that, um, sad face that we lost, but, (laughs) um, they had a bunch of my, um, adult pieces there for like chiefs and then shop local KC has a bunch of my stuff too. And Katie's amazing. She's such an amazing supporter of the Kansas city community. Um, maker community with strawberry swing and everything that she does. And so shop local KC, she has a bunch of my jewelry there too. That's awesome. That's great. That especially going from, you know, Irvine park village, downtown, Wichita. Yeah. It's great to, you're all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. And I would love to be like all over the country, but that's like, that's kind of where I'm hoping to kind of go and get Hazel and Ollie to be like everywhere. When you are not running Hazel and Ollie and making everything you make, what does life look like? What are you, what are you up to? Well, um, taking care of three kids. Um, so I have an eight-year-old girl and a son who is five and then a daughter who is almost two. So that takes up a lot of time. But like I said, we had just gotten over COVID, you know, it's been like three weeks, four weeks now. 
And so we've been kind of like going out in public a little more, going out to eat. I love, you know, eating at restaurants and supporting like local restaurants. Um, so we kind of missed out on KC restaurant week because we were actually in quarantine during that time. <laughs> but um, there's so many restaurants that I haven't gotten to try in the last couple of years or that I've missed eating at. Um, just in general, because we have been really conservative about, you know, COVID and not going to eat indoors anywhere. And so just getting back out there and doing that kind of stuff and, you know, just the typical things, hanging out with family and friends and going and doing fun stuff with the kids when it's not really, really cold out. (laughs) What are some of your favorite restaurants in Kansas city? Well, we just went to, um, town company this weekend, which was so delicious. So delicious. Um, we're going to go to Fox and Pearl in a couple of weeks. And I love restaurant at 1900 is another one of my favorites. And where else are we going to go? Oh, Lazia. We just went there recently. So pretty much like anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere that's opened in the last couple of years that we haven't gotten to go, we've been going there. I know it's been great even through COVID to see how many restaurants have opened up in the last couple of years. And- it's crazy. I'm like, I haven't gotten to eat at any of these places. I mean, like some of them I have eaten at, but it just has been a long time. And then some of them I had not even tried because they only opened up like recently. Yeah. I feel like um, the list of restaurants is ever growing on my right. phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh it's continuing to talk about Kansas City. What are just some of your overall favorite things about living in Kansas City? Um, I mean, like I said, I've been here my whole life, and I think that the Kansas City that we have now is so much different than the one that I grew up in in really positive ways. Um, I mean, it, it's always been a great city to live. Um, in and grow up in, but I feel like now things have just gotten so much, they've just expanded so much in the arts and culture kind of scene. Like I remember going downtown when I was younger and there just wasn't much down there, you know, but they had that big revival of it in the early two thousands. And it's really just kind of snowballed from there. And I think that that's really amazing and encouraging. And I just feel like I'm not sure if these things just weren't there before, or if I just wasn't aware of them because I was like younger, but it's just something that is really great as a person who is creative and a maker to see all of that kind of creativity growing throughout the city. Um, And I also love that Kansas city is like a big city, but it's like small too. (laughs) Like everybody seems to like know each other um, and it's easy to get around in and there's a lot to take advantage of, but it's not overwhelming. Yeah, I think a lot of people describe Kansas City as like a like a city with a small town feel. Right. I just yeah. feel like people are really, for the most part, really inviting and, you know, friendly. And there's a, a good sense of hospitality here for people that are coming to visit and people that live here. So I think it's a great mix of both. And um, so if you could change anything about Kansas City, what what would that be? Well, I think that it's something that everybody knows. It's not like I'm breaking any ground by saying it, but just like encouraging more inclusiveness, encouraging more diversity, encouraging people to reach out and, you know, like make sure that 
it's just, we're this like great community here and we need to like make sure that that crosses all boundaries and that we are, you know, taking advantage of getting to know everybody in our city that has so much to offer. That's kind of my only thing, but I think that it's really changing, changed a lot and continues to change in the last couple of years. And people are much more aware and, um, you know, it's not really like a criticism. It's, definitely something people know about, but I think that would be really it. I mean, I really love Kansas city. There's not a lot negative that I can say about it. And if anybody said anything bad about it, I'd beat them up. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I feel the same. So I, I agree. (laughs) So you mentioned earlier that you're doing a spring product launch for Hazel Nolly. I've been working so hard on it. Like I, sometimes I feel like I just like throw things together. Like sometimes I feel like the holiday line is like that. Cause it's just comes so fast after like, I'm just not good at planning ahead. It's just not my strong suit, but, um, yeah, like since they're going to be like really detailed pieces, it's just been like, I've been working like every night, like drawing yeah. and then like tweaking them and illustrator. And like, it's just like, you have to take them from like a sketch to like a technical thing that I can like actually cut on my laser cutter. So it's just been a lot of yeah. stuff, but it should be great. So well, <laughs> hopefully I'm, all the hard work will pay off. <laughs> I am sure it will. And I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. What else do you have? Is there anything else you have coming up? Any other collaborations or um, product launches? So yes, I am working on the spring line, which I'm super excited about, but I'm also, um, I always do like a little St. Patrick's day line because I'm Irish. And so St. Patrick's day is like, we kind of like go all out for that holiday, um, in my family. So I always do like a little kind of St. Patrick's day capsule collection, which is super fun. And then I also have kind of started to dabble into kind of home goods. I I don't know what you would call it. I'm making like drink swizzle sticks for cocktails and then like coasters, like fancy coasters that you like, they're not like party coasters or like bar coasters. They're like really nice coasters. Um, so those are kind of my first two little like products I've been kind of playing around with a little bit, but I think they're super fun. I made a couple of KC ones, you know, during the playoffs and people bought them up. Like they really loved them. So like little swizzle sticks for your cocktails. So I think that's super fun. And I don't know where that's going to go right now. I'm just kind of trying it out and I have lots of ideas and I'll, I'll see where it takes me. Do you use your laser cutter to make those? I'm yes, very intrigued I by <laughs> the idea of owning a laser cutter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I do. I use my laser cutter to make pretty much everything that I, you know, design. Um, there are some pieces that are beaded like bracelets and stuff like that. Obviously I'm not laser cutting anything for that. I, I definitely use laser cutter for the bulk of my designs. Yeah. I definitely design with that kind of process in mind. There's other things that I can do. And like I said, before, like I used to do metal smithing where it was like all metal soldering and all that stuff, but I don't really mess with that as much now. Yeah. When you wrote in your intro metal smithing, I was like, yeah. you know, I've got sort of that flash of um like Game of Thrones and people like, oh, like hammering blacksmithing. Swords. <laughs> yeah, blacksmithing. And I was like, you can major in that. And I totally realized I was thinking of the wrong thing, but initially that was like the image that was all those shows I've watched, you know, Outlander. I just kept thinking, oh yeah, like hammering (laughs) swords. And I was like, that is fascinating. 
I mean, it is, this, it's like, it's similar for sure. I mean, right. like, it's just like, they're working with like steel and things like that yeah. and, and iron. Whereas like in metal smithing, it's much more intricate. It's like, you're making like jewelry or sometimes people make like vessels, like they'll make like bowls or like, there's all kinds of stuff. It's pretty amazing, but um, yeah, it's much more dainty than, than blacks, but you definitely use like giant torches and stuff. And like, you know, there's a lot of fire and like, you know, things like that. So it can be a little bit <laughs> scary at times. And um, you mentioned earlier some of the retailers that people can find find your stuff in. Where else can can people find your products, your lines? Um, so um, <laughs> you can go online to hazelandolly.com. And I have a full website there and that has, um, all of my currently available products, you know, they're divided up by categories, just like a regular online shop and you can purchase there. And, um, I have my Instagram, Instagram account set up, um, at Hazel and Ollie, and you can also shop from there. If you, if you like shopping from Instagram, I know I buy a lot of stuff off of Instagram myself. And, um, I also recently just got on the afloat app. So it's a F L O A T. So afloat, and it's actually local Kansas city gifting, which is pretty awesome. So you can order things on the app and you can get them same day delivered to somebody. So it's like sending flowers, but you can send like all kinds of fun local gifts to people. So people can order like stuff from me. They can order like stuff from grazing KC. They can order stuff from, um, lemon squeezy who does like play-doh sensory kits. So it's really cool. Everybody should check it out. That's awesome. And that's so cool that it's local as well. Sort of another outlet of promoting local, local businesses. That's great. And I was going to say, I highly recommend anyone to, uh, follow you on Instagram, especially because of the product launches you do. Like I know, um, as I mentioned earlier, the champagne earrings that I have, I know sold out really quick. And I think you maybe did another release and those sold out really quick. So definitely (laughs) worth, um, following you on Instagram because I know you, you know, the stuff, um, the wholesale stuff you do is awesome as well. I have quite a few of that of right. earrings from there as well. But I know some of the stuff that you release in more limited quantities, the best place to follow along for that would probably be Instagram. Yeah. I announce all of my launches on Instagram. Um, cause I'm just on there a lot. And also when people sign up for the email list, I don't send a lot of emails and like, I don't spam people, but I do announce, um, like little sales there. Like I send out special discount codes for my email followers. And then I announce like when products are going to be going live. So definitely like probably Instagram and email are the best places to kind of get the heads up on when things are coming out. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I, like I said, I, I met you a few, I don't know if you remember this. I met you a few years ago, actually at a pop-up that you did at Ebb Co in their Brookside oh, yeah, location. Yeah. And I remember yeah. uh, seeing your earrings and I love them and I introduced myself and that sort of was the start of 
me following along and, um, yeah. and being a big fan. So I've, I've, you know, I know we've worked together in the past before as well. And, um, so yeah, it's kind of funny to think that's where it all, all started. I know. Right. <laughs> was that at the, was it a Valentine's pop-up or was it like, just, was it a Christmas one? Cause I did a couple there. I don't remember which mm-hmm. one it was. And now I'm trying to, I definitely remember meeting you there though. I always remember people's faces. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm really I'm, good with faces. Sometimes I don't remember names, but I always remember faces. But yeah, that's how, that's how I am, which the irony of someone who has a name that's hard to pronounce. I should pride myself on being good with names. Right. However, I am the opposite. It's like I understand everyone who doesn't know how to pronounce right. my name. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for asking me to be on. I love getting to chat with you and share all my loves of Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, I, I appreciate it. And, um, so yeah, so be sure to check out Emily on Instagram at Hazel and Ollie and is spelled out a and D, uh, as well as her website and, um, be sure to check out all the retailers she mentioned, and you can follow me on Instagram at KC by Sari, and we will see you next week. Casey's confidential. Casey's confidential. Yeah. Kansas City's best. Ooh, Casey confidential. Casey's confidential.